Welcome to All Things Greater Burlington, where you will hear from the movers, shakers, and changemakers that are moving Greater Burlington forward. Here is your host, Stephen Brody. Welcome to All Things Greater Burlington. I'm Stephen Brody. Tammy McCoy has been a fixture in Burlington for several years, both at the volunteer level and also at the professional level. And it is just a pleasure to have her here today to talk about her involvement in all things Greater Burlington. Tammy, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you. I appreciate being asked. Let's start with uh, a little bit of a background. Um, What brought you to the Burlington area? Well, my husband's job (laughs) brought us here. Um, I'm originally from uh, Northern California. I was no born kidding, in, I'm a California person oh, really? too. Yeah, yeah, I was born in Livermore. Um, okay. And uh, my family moved to the state of Wyoming when I was just getting ready to start high school. And that's where I met my lovely husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was because of his uh, career and finishing school, medical school. And he started his private practice here in Burlington. And that's what brought us here in 1990. In 1990. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so he came here and what were you doing? Were you a housewife at the time? Were you working as well? What were you doing? I was raising our three children. Okay. Um, and then as our three children started growing and threatening to leave home, <laughs> um, I thought that we needed to, uh, we still had enough love to give a few more kids. So we decided to adopt and we adopted uh, twin girls. Mm -hmm. They were just a month shy of turning four. And then about six months later, we were contacted by the Department of Human Services and asked if we would take one more. And so we also adopted a 13-year-old boy. So these were domestic adoptions. Yes. yes. And so um, we kind of doubled what we had. We had two daughters and a son, and we adopted two daughters and a son. Wow. So we doubled everything. (laughs) And what what motivated you to do that? Obviously, you had three kids already, but what was the the motivation for that? Like I said, I felt like I wasn't quite ready to have the kids growing up and leaving and I loved being a mom and I felt like we had room in our home for other children that didn't have a home so yeah that was our motivation and are any kids still in the house today oh no (laughs) (laughs) they're all raised and gone and have families of their own I have 14 grandchildren Oh my goodness, congratulations. Thank you. That that can keep you busy. Yes, it does. <laughs> and how and are they nearby or are they spread out across the country? Spread out. We have um, let's see, seven no six. Six here in town. And then we have two in North Carolina, four in um, Minnetonka, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and two in the state of Wyoming. What a blessing. Mm-hmm. So look how they spread out that yeah. you can get to go to all different parts of the country. Yes, we get to visit in all kinds of fun places. Wonderful. Yeah. So what happened then after that that then got you interested in saying, okay, it's time to get out of the house? Well, uh, the twins are the youngest and they were uh, graduating from high school and I thought, okay, I am really done raising children. (laughs) Um, And uh, I thought, what do I want to do now? I'm not one that just uh, can just sit too long. I have too much energy for that. Mm -hmm. So I started uh, training in something called the Enneagram. Have you ever heard of the Enneagram? It sounds like I should, Uh, but I couldn't tell you. uh, Well, Enneagram is a... uh, 
personality typology system. Okay. I uh, flew to California and I also flew to New York for over 50 hours of training to become an Enneagram uh, consultant. Okay. And was immersed in... Uh, understanding the nine different types of personalities. And my goal was that I was going to be um, uh, do workshops and teach people about this because it's fascinating and it was life-changing for me. Was, it, uh, was somebody that you knew already doing that? No, actually my oldest daughter had come across a book about it and she, she was reading it and she called me up and she said, Mom, this book, I felt like it was... Uh, describing me from the inside and so I was like well I want to read this and then as you read and you find your own type you feel that way you feel so understood and maybe a little bit too understood and uh, (laughs) so I was just like well I want something um, interesting I've always been fascinated with um, people and so I took the training um, and was certified as Enneagram consultant Mm -hmm. and that was my plan to to open business and do that. And I have taught a few classes and love it. And I still use it every day because it just helps me to get in the shoes of other people, understand where they're coming from and really get, um, maybe that somebody isn't trying to upset you. Maybe they're just seeing things from a different perspective and the Enneagram really helps you do that. When you, if, if you were to open up a, you know, put a shingle outside, you know, for, for that type of business, what would you call yourself? Are you a counselor? Are you consultant. a psychologist? No, or? just an Enneagram consultant, I would, I would say. And, you know, I'm actually next week going to be working with someone um, with their, um, their team uh, and just talking about the Enneagram because it helps people who are working together to work better together because you understand things about each other. I've done it for a few people yeah. out of the hospital with their teams and um, I've done some classes at the art center and a few things like that. That is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so what is the response that you get after you do a workshop like that? People want more. Yeah. They uh, love it. It's, it's, it truly is life-changing, I feel, um, when you can have a tool that helps you understand yourself better and the thing about the Enneagram is it's not something that puts you in a box like so many times you feel like oh okay so I'm supposed to be this type it doesn't do that what it does is it reveals kind of where you're stuck and helps you see it so that you can actually grow and be more of who you're meant to be instead of being enclosed in some personality type what, what are the factors that go into that is it something is it what you're born with or is it mm-hmm. environmentally based it's what you're born with uh-huh. um, and there's nine types and uh, there's just so much <laughs> so much about it. it it's very in depth yeah mm-hmm. okay so you got into that and you were doing that for for a bit yes but then <laughs> well I was doing that and then I was uh, invited to join the art center board okay and so I was on the art center board for a bit and I became president after a year I think and while I was president, um, we, ne- we found that we needed a new um, executive director. Um, and at the time, um, when we realized that, we also realized that we didn't have enough money to pay an executive director because mm. things weren't going so well okay. at that time. Um, and so I got to thinking about it and I thought, you know, I really, I've always loved art and I love um, this environment. And so I, I said, I'd like to try doing this. Really? And I said, I don't care what you can pay me, just let's just try and do this. But I asked one of the ladies that had uh, applied for the position um, was Hillary. And uh, I said, I'd like to do this, but I'd like Hillary to do it with me. Um, 
because we were trying to start over with and the arts. And who's Hillary? Hillary is now our marketing person. Okay. Yes, and she uh, has been with me all the, from the beginning, and she's an incredible person. She um, trained herself in marketing, learned how to do graphic design all by herself, and yeah. I'm very impressed with her. Yeah. So she. So anyway, um, started. Uh, her and I started together, and we kind of hit the ground running. Um, we just started saying, you know, the art center should be busy all the time. It shouldn't be empty. This is a wonderful um, asset to our community. So we started putting things together. She started getting the marketing and the Facebook and the website together. And we started brainstorming things and putting things together and coming up with ideas and events and getting people in the community to realize this was a place for everyone, not just for artists. Interesting. And so uh, everything we've done is an effort to invite people to just get in touch with their creative nature, not feel like you have to be an artist to be there. So what was the Art Center doing before that was, in your opinion, lacking? Um, well, they were trying. They just didn't have the staff they needed. They didn't mm-hmm. have the, um, I don't know, the ideas that they needed to, to grow. Yeah. Uh, they were teaching classes, and okay. they were hanging on. I mean, they purchased that building, um, um, I thought was a fantastic foresight on their part. And they remodeled it and had it, they were trying to get a, um, they at the time called it a gallery gift shop going, which I've changed to call the artist market. Okay. Um, and we just did some remodeling and did some fundraising and kind of created more of a professional space there and just kept growing. Yeah. So Was it, and forgive me because I'm, I'm not from here, mm-hmm. so was it just mostly known for artist exhibits at the time? Is that- Exi- Gallery exhibits and uh, some classes. Okay. Yes. And we had some very loyal instructors uh, at the Art Center who are both still there. Um, and so uh, they kept it going. And, yeah. I, and, you know, the people that were keeping it going with the gallery exhibits and the classes at the time were so dedicated and devoted, and um, I couldn't have done it without them. There's yeah. just been incredible people along the way with all of it. Can you remember back when you, you took over, what were the type of things that you were thinking, you know, it would be nice to have this there? Were there, or what was that your thoughts? Was it Hillary's thoughts? A collaborative? A lot of collaborative. Um, yeah. I'm an idea person. I um, I love having a problem and trying to solve it. And that's so, a gift. Yeah, yeah, yes, and I love it. I love it, especially and, when you can solve it. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I don't solve it, but I sure try. And I love coming up with ideas of how to create spaces where people can come together and create new memories, create connections with each other, and make memories. And that, it felt like the Art Center was just made for me because I was able to do all those things. I could reach out to the community in a way that I couldn't on my own. And I could create events that brought people together and help them make memories and help them find their own creative nature. And so one of my first things I came up with was the miracle on Jefferson Street. I remember waking up in the middle of the night thinking, I know what I want to do. And I based it off of the old, um, uh, you know, the progressive dinners people used to do. Okay. And so I took that idea and I turned it into a holiday walk where parents or grandparents 
whoever, would take children from store to store and do some kind of a Christmas memory-making activity at each different place. So we collaborate with everyone up and down Jefferson Street, and the stores that want to participate do. And it's only $10 a child. Parents are free. And uh, we create these memory-making walk for families to take at Christmas time, and it's growing, grown every year since we started, and it continues to be a very popular event. At each location, is it a separate activity, or yes. is it an activity that okay? It's not one that builds upon the next. Location. No, we could, you could get a story maybe at the bookstore. You can decorate sugar cookies. Uh, you know, you can um, make your own wrapping paper. There's. Lots of different things we had at different stops. At one year we had where you filled um, bags of, for food for the hungry. Yeah. Um, and it always ends up at the Capitol Theater with a movie. And so uh, we do this the first weekend. Uh, we did it for the first two weekends in December every year. So Yeah. When you're coming up with thoughts and ideas... Is there a community of art centers? Is there other ones where you can contact and communicate with to maybe bounce ideas off of? Have you done we, that? Not really. We've tried to uh, connect with other area art centers, try to collaborate, try to share our ideas. Um, but really for our own ideas, um, we started with just the staff I had, and we just would brainstorm ideas. And now I've created a group we call Creative Think Tank. Oh. And the Creative Think Tank gets together, and I say, hey, how about this? How about that? You know, what can we do to reach out to the community in a different way? What can be um, something that is an attention getter, whatever? And this group of people, they just love coming up with ideas. I love throwing ideas out there, and we together have come up with some really fantastic events. And how does that work between <clears throat> the executive director, the creative think, think tank, mm-hmm. and your board of directors? Uh, how, how does that information get passed along? Well, the creative think tank is open to anyone who wants to come and be a part of it. Yeah. And uh, so that's just a like a committee, a group um, that meets together once a month. Yeah. Um, any staff that wants to attend can. Any anyone really can. Yeah. Um, and then um, then I report back to the uh, the board of directors and let them know what we're doing. Some of the board is on the think tank too. Okay. So so of course we give them the ideas. My uh, most recent one is. Uh, we're trying to create a buzz about mayflies. You know, embrace the mayfly, mayflies. make it beautiful. <laughs> so we're going to create a stencil. An artist is creating a stencil for us. And what we would like to do is others, artists or people, can get that stencil and make this mayfly as beautiful as you can. And we're going to see if we can get them stenciled on the sides of buildings downtown. Okay. And then when people come to visit or people who live here want to try and see if they can find all of them, we'll say how many there are and where you know the location but you have to find them so it's kind of a fun little wayfinding thing you know there's some buildings there along the riverfront people are going to have a problem finding mayflies <laughs> no but they have to find the pretty ones not the, not the ugly go. ones <laughs> that's a good point so here you are you're involved with doing things at the art mm-hmm. center and then lo and behold the Capitol theater well i was uh doing such a good job at, with the Art Center. It was growing and doing so well, and things were going well. And one day, I was asked to be on the Capitol Theater Board of Directors. Yeah. And of course, anything art, I'm interested. So I agreed. And uh, after a few months of being on the board, um, 
uh, I had finished a board meeting, had gone back to work at the Art Center, was in my office, and pretty soon, three of the Capitol Theater board members showed up in my office <laughs> and asked if I would consider being executive director of the Capitol Theater as well. You said, uh, I already have a job. I did, and I said, um, also, we had just had a board meeting realizing that we were out of money and we were behind on our bills. Oh. And so it was, again... I seem to have be attracted to jobs that can't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is truly a labor of love. It truly is. And uh, I had to think about that one over the weekend. But I, I told my husband, I don't know how I can say no. Uh, I can't not do this. Mm -hmm. So I agreed. And uh, that was in, um, I think it was 2018. Okay. I think the end of 2017, the beginning of 2018. And... Uh, we since have, uh, well, the first thing I did is I, I had this um, gathering. It was not, it was, it was word of mouth invitation only. We didn't sound any, send any invitations out or anything. People came. And the first thing we did is we had tables laid out, and we had about $32,000 worth of bills that were overdue and unpaid. Oh, my goodness. So I laid all the bills out on the tables, and I called it Adopt-A-Bill Party. I talked about our story of adopting children and how sometimes we need to pitch in and help things get on a better uh, footing yeah. and that it takes a whole community to do that sometimes and how much help I had with raising the children that we adopted and that now they're adults and doing their, living their own lives and that adopting the Capitol Theater and helping it get on its feet um, was something that I needed from the community but that I also promised that once it gets on its feet then we were going to move forward and be able to um, be okay on our own. And so uh, that night, we paid all $32,000 in bills. What a wonderful idea. Well, what a wonderful community. People came together. They believed in the idea. They believe in the Capitol Theater, and they gave um, very generously. And so I was very humbled by it. What makes the Capitol Theater so special? I mean, I, I've, come, I, I've come to learn about its history and its heritage here. What what makes it so special? Um, I think just the memories that people have from being there. I mean, it's been around since uh, 1937, and a lot of people grew up going to the Capitol. And um, I think, you know, with anything, it's our memories that make something important and special. And so I think that's part of it. Yeah. And um, the arts always are a catalyst for bringing people together if it's done right. And so I, I really believe that the Capitol has a lot more um, giving to the community, giving yeah. back to the community left in it. I have to say, being an executive director of one organization certainly has its challenges. I I can't imagine being executive director of two <laughs> at the same busy. time. <laughs> it's been very busy. But, you know, I, I have to say it would have been impossible without the amazing staff I have at the Art Center, Yeah. without the amazing board of directors I have at both the Art Center and the Capitol Theater. There's just no way it could have been done without those people. And so, of course, anytime there's success, there's always more than one person behind it. Absolutely. So you successfully got got those bills paid, and so that enabled you to then start dreaming. Right? Yes, start dreaming. We've uh, we've gotten some grants, and we've been trying to keep things. We've kept everything paid and on time, and we've been pretty stable for the last five years, so now it's time we want to grow again. And yeah. so my ideas now are that 
We are going to create a lounge where the annex is. Um, there will be a stage for like a one or two person music. Uh, we, it will be a full service lounge, so it will be cocktails as well as beer and wine. Wow. And then um, we will be renovating the second level of the annex and hopefully um, creating more space for a speakeasy, a comedy club, and some fun things like that. We have a lot of ideas. Um, I want to create a children's um, uh, club kind of thing, like yeah. the theater music club there. Um, there's a, just a lot of things that we're working on, and we've SEC has partnered with us. Um, they are leasing uh, use of the building so that their performing arts students can have yeah. access to a real working theater as mm -hmm. they learn and grow. So it's just a win-win for the community, for the for the college, for the Capitol Theater to finally get it on its own two feet and not have to rely on people's donations to stay yeah. alive. Is the Capitol Theater, um, does it have a special designation to it? Is it a, is it a historical building? Um, I don't know if it's <coughs> officially been designated that, but we're hoping to make it the Art Center and the Capitol Theater designated as a historic arts district. Okay. So I think that's something that's been in the... In the Talking, yeah, because yeah. I wondered if if that played a role or plays a role at all in what you can do with the building. If there are certain specific things that mm -hmm. you may or may not be able to do because of the nature of a designation. Yes, and also if we get any historic uh, tax credits or anything like that, that will certainly play a part in what we do and what we don't do. But yeah. you know, even without that, we're very careful to try and preserve the history of the Capitol Theater because it's a very special place. Yeah. So how are how can people come beside you in making this dream a reality of, of what you're wanting to accomplish there? Oh, thank you so much for asking that question. <laughs> um, we are hoping, we haven't officially voted to do this yet, but um, we're hoping to start a, um, a fundraising effort to uh, raise the funds in order to create the spaces I just talked about and to create the activities that I think Burlington needs, people need. Um, again, my passion under everything is always about connecting people. That's just a passion of mine. That's why I was drawn to the Enneagram. That's why I was always drawn to the reason why I did what I did at the Art Center and what I want to do at the Capitol. Right. And so, um, so how people can help is just be listening for when um, things start becoming public and what we're trying to do and what our efforts are and be willing to help us get to, to our goals so that uh, we can start giving back to the community like I promised five years ago. When this starts, we're not going to say if, when this starts, how long do you think it would take to, have you already talked about how long it would take mm -hmm. from start to finish to, to get About these? eight months is fundraising, and then we're hoping that we can immediately start uh, can the renovation process. Okay. So I'm hoping by... Um, 2023, 2024, we should be in business. And do you have an estimate as to the cost to do something like this? Yes, a little over $2 million. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, you can have the same success as you did with paying off the paying off the bills, lay everything out yes. there and get yeah. the same folks out again. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. And you know, we were able to do a lot of renovation and upgrades at the Art Center and the money just came when we needed it. And that place is giving back to the community, and it's standing on its own. 
Um, and so I hope the same for the Capitol. I, I truly believe it will happen. And you may have already answered this question, Tammy, with a previous answer. Is there anything that's not already happening at the Capitol Theater that you'd like to see happen there in terms of events, in terms of oh, yeah. activity? Yeah, um, we, we just purchased, through a grant, um, a new uh, projector that lets us show first-run features. Very good. Um, so, that, so that wasn't happening already. We were just using the, the DVD and Blu-ray, and okay. so now we have the kind that you use in the, uh, the mall theaters. And so we will start playing some of those uh, first-run new releases, but we will also start doing some anime films. Okay. And we're going to do some regular films uh, so that there's... I want to see things going on at the Capitol four, five, six times a week. Um, right now, it's maybe four times a month, um, not counting rentals. Um, I want to see more kids there. I want to see more um, students there, SEC in high school and grade school and middle school, all of that. Um, but I also want to see more things for adults. I think there's a lot of things that, um, a lot of people that don't, you know, they're not sure, you know, I can go out and have a drink or I can go out to dinner, but what else is there to do? Um, want to provide that because I think it's so important for people to be able to have somewhere to go and somewhere to connect and somewhere to make memories. It, it just begged the question when you said you had to get one of those projectors. Mm. Is is there like a special place to go to get one of those projectors? I would imagine yeah. it's not something that a lot of yeah. markets have. Yeah, we had to... Uh, uh, Tad Good did the research for us and uh -huh. um, he found what we needed and got it ordered. So, but in... Um, so we haven't even used it yet, so it's yeah. so brand new. But that's one thing. Also, just like I said earlier, the speakeasy, the, the lounge, the comedy club, um, the kids' clubs, um, yeah. the movie um, clubs, different things that we want to try and do. And, and then I want to broaden the types of live entertainment that we do on the big stage. Um, use more local uh, talent. We have so many talented people here in this uh, Burlington and the surrounding area. And I, I want to have an opportunity for those, those professional music groups to come and perform. I was going to ask that question. You, re you read my mind. Mm -hmm. where, where do you seek out the talent to, to fill the places and you're saying mm -hmm. there's so much here locally to there try is. to draw from. Yes, there is. And sometimes we will do some tribute bands who will come in and like we just had Elton Dan who does a fantastic Elton John yeah. and, and it'll feel like that and people like that because it's music they grew up with or music that they're familiar with and they can enjoy that. But there's music that is new music that is from talent just right here that I really would like to expose more people to. So that is also a huge priority. Who do you have there that is responsible for doing the booking? Are you involved in that, or do you have a marketing person? <laughs> <laughs> we are just trying to grow so that we can afford to pay staff because we, yeah. in order to be professional, we need to be able to pay staff. And so that's one thing I am working toward. Yeah. But right now we have some incredible volunteers. And um, Jeff Poulter has been um, working as a volunteer uh, getting our professional acts, our, not our, our live, I mean our live acts um, yeah. there. Tad Good has been working to get all of our film. He does the Snake Alley Festival of Film. Kara Ewinger is now, uh, we just hired her as the on-site manager, so she kind of makes sure everything's, we have the volunteers, we have the people, we have the sound, we have all the things we need. How do you, how do you find the, the talent to do the bookings? Like, is there... 
How do you how do you do that? I'm always fascinated yeah. by that. Well, uh, well, Jeff is c- connected with a few agents, uh-huh. and you know, you just kind of get your name out there, and people. Uh, fortunately, they they look for you because these okay. musicians are looking for a place to land. Yeah, and so. Um, Email box is always full of people saying who they are and what they, you know, agents saying we've got this act or that. But really just getting in touch with um, local agents and local musicians and start booking them. Is Burlington considered in a certain market, like where because of the size of Burlington, you can only get a certain type of Um, act? I would say for the Capitol Theater and how many seats we have, um, we aren't, you know, the, the the auditorium is great for doing the bigger acts. Yeah. They have more space, they can have more people, they can afford to get the bigger acts. So civic music in the auditorium, that is their role. But the Capitol Theater's role is a little smaller scale, and so we don't get the the big name expensive acts because we're smaller. And also because... I really feel like it should be the place for our local regional talent to perform. Yeah. All right. Well, in the time that we have left, what what else would you like to get out there about either yourself or about the Capitol Theater or even the Arts Center? I know that you're going to be passing over the reins to a new executive director at the at the Arts Center, so I'd imagine that will free up some time for you to um, focus completely on Capitol Theater. It already Theater. has. Um, Elizabeth Pappas has already started taking um, control of the Arts Center, and I'm kind of there as an advisor, and she's doing a fantastic job, so that's great. Um, Really, I think the thing that I still am very passionate about that um, is it doesn't have anything to do with my job is creative placemaking and making sure that that somehow happens in Burlington. We have so many blighted buildings and so many opportunities to recreate um, a use of those spaces and create uh, places where people can connect and people can create and who knows? Sky's the limit with what you can do with it, and it's kind of a popular thing right now. I would love to see something like that happen, and I'm really passionate about seeing some public art going up, and I think that's going to start happening for us, too. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for coming in, and we really appreciate the footprint that you've placed, mm-hmm. not only at the Art Center, but also with the Capitol Theater, and we're excited to see the fruits of that labor. So thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. And we will see you next time on All Things Greater Burlington. You have been listening to All Things Greater Burlington with Stephen Brody. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to catch all new episodes. To learn more about all things Greater Burlington, visit greaterburlington.com slash ATGB.